Hey, we are live. Well, I am. This is Miles Toza, and that means you're listening to Everybody Screwed Up. I'm sitting here with my buddy Connor. I don't know if he's going to chime in or not. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk. I'm going to look at him as if I'm talking to him. But uh, I guess we're just going to assume that most of it is rhetorical, unless he really feels the need to chime in. Like, if I say something like, I don't know, Charmander could totally win in a fight against Agamon. Nothing. Okay, he's just going to sit there. Yeah. Um, though it wasn't a big question, but uh, it wasn't good. Well, it wasn't good. No, but it's ridiculous. It's uh. There's no way, I love Charmander, I do, but there's no way a Charmander would ever win in a fight against Agamon. No. You know? Right. Right. <laughs> uh, so, today is day number 373 of the lockdown. Of course, that's not completely true, but... Uh, it feels like it sometimes, you know, we've been doing everything we can here at Everybody Screwed Up to keep busy, it's, you know, starting so many projects and, you know, trying to find people to talk to and I've succeeded. There's a couple of people who have agreed to either uh, come on the show or start a show of their own, but um, it is funnily enough. We're in a crisis, we're in a lockdown, but people have still figured out a way to find work. You know, it's not when they were describing the lockdown before, when you saw pictures of other cities in lockdown, uh, you know, like San Francisco, it's kind of like they showed it's the streets empty. Everybody was locked in their house and they had, you know, the padlock on, the chain lock and they were peeking out the windows, uh, peeking out between the curtains throughout the windows, right? But um, it doesn't seem to be that way here in L.A. at all. You know, you, you go walking down the street and there's still traffic. There's people out on the street. Everybody seems to be doing what they got to do, you know? You, they're, not letting a, they're not letting this this disease stop them. No, because you got to survive, right? You got to do what you got to do. Am I right, Connor? Right. Yeah. So things, uh, the news is coming in. Things are getting worse in the world. Yet somehow things are also getting better. So what do you do? Who do you believe? I can't answer that for you. I really, I, I don't have that answer. I'm just, I'm just a guy with the microphone. Well a, well, a phone that's recording in a garage. And I'm asking all the tough questions here. All of them. Actually, no, I'm just vamping. I have, I, I'm vamping. You know what? But you know what? The last time I had a solo cast like this, uh, I think I was telling you guys about this guy, Dr. Peter Scott Morgan. Um, it, that, I think that's his name. I just want to be sure. Yeah, Dr. Peter Scott Morgan, right? Do you know who that is, Connor? Who? Dr. Peter Scott Morgan? No idea. You should know. Everybody should know who this guy is. 
All right. Just a quick recap because Connor doesn't know. In, yeah, no, specifically because Connor doesn't know. Uh, this was a doctor, um, uh, a machine, a machine scientist, a scientist of robots or something, if you will. Um, he had ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease, and the they. So instead of just being like, you know, woe is me, I have Lou Gehrig's, um, which is pretty common, I guess, you know, because it's it, it's a horrible disease, you know, it's a horrible disease. You, you your body slowly shuts down, you lose functionality, eventually you're paralyzed, and when that happens, you're pretty much done. So what this guy does is he's like, you know what, I'm a scientist of of robots. I am very versed in the science of robots. And you know what he decides to do, Connor? What does he decide to do? Decides to turn himself into a cyborg. It's dope. It is dope, right? It is dope. He's the f he's he's like the first official cyborg, and it was pretty crazy because uh, when I first looked into the story, when I first heard about the story, I'm like, "Whoa, mind blown!" Right? Holy shit! We're about to have cyborgs walking amongst us. Why doesn't anybody care? Legitimately, nobody care. As a matter of fact, there weren't even any follow-up stories. I've looked for information for about on this guy for weeks. And then because I couldn't find any more information, you know, besides the website that he set up, like, you know, with notes of his work and all that kind of stuff in his Twitter page, there were legitimately no updates. I didn't know if the guy survived the surgery. You know, he, he like he waited until the month that he was slated to die to take parts of his body, you know, and replace them with machines. And so the last thing I saw for weeks is Connor's looking at me like, why the fuck is he talking like talking about this right now? Honestly, I don't know. Look, no. The reason why I'm talking about this, Connor, is because he is. He is the future of mankind or actually one of a few few possible futures for mankind. All right. Um, I'm going to finish this story and then I'm going to get into my theory. All right. So today, like legitimately weeks went by, there was no information about this guy. And I'm like, how the fuck does nobody care about this? I guess COVID was starting to ramp up in the world too. It was like October, November of 2019. So, uh, so maybe that was why nobody cared about it. But this guy is—he's—he survived. He's alive. He's kicking, and you know what? He's making tweets about COVID. A real American hero, except he's not American. He's like European or something. So, there you go. If anybody has been listening to my show and wondering when I was ever going to give an update on this doctor somewhere in the world who is turning himself into a fucking cyborg. He's alive, he's kicking, he's made it, and he seems to be concerned, but not really afraid of COVID-19. I mean, the man survived ALS. How can you be afraid of anything after that? Supposedly survived ALS. But you know what else was cool about that, Connor? Right now he's in a wheelchair, but he says that all of his parts, everything that he added onto himself, everything is fully upgradable and updatable. So like, Right now, he's rolling around in a wheelchair. Like Genos? Oh, yeah. Why does that sound familiar? That's right. Yes. Just like Genos from One Punch Man. Good on you, Connor. 
Good on you. See, here's what's in the near future. We're going to get mics and anybody who's just sitting around while I'm recording, I'm going to mic him up and you're going to hear everything that Connor says. This guy is brilliant. All right. Sometimes, sometimes he's brilliant. Okay. I won't uh, mention what Connor just did, but uh, it's a... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so this is the future of mankind and if he lives on you know to be 10 years old right 10 if he lives 10 years longer just 10 years hell if he lives for one year longer after the surgery after all of these procedures it would be a success because he was supposed to die in october or November, something like that, right? Now, my theory, what does this have to do with anything? All right, so I've always theorized that in the future, all right, mankind is gonna break off into three different distinct categories. categories all right, you're gonna have your uh, naturalists, those are the people who refuse all augmentation, no machinery, no cloud, nothing. Um, they might use cell phones, but for the most part, no, for all no, for all of it, they are going to be just your normal, regular human beings, no machine parts, no computers in the brains. Nothing. Alright. And then you're gonna have your cyborgs. These are the guys who have computer chips in their brains. These are the guys who agree to replacing organs with machines, with replacing limbs with mechanical parts for one reason or another. And whether it be injury, disease, um, whether it be um, just because, you know, they're millionaires and they're bored and they want to chop off parts of their body and, you know, replace them with, with machines. Why the fuck not? We're going to get there. Anytime something starts off as a necessity, a medical procedure is invented as a necessity. Once enough people get the necessary procedure, you know, the rich, the crazy rich who aren't happy for with themselves for one reason or another decide to use that, use those procedures in order to augment their lives. Right, Connor? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. For example, you know, an, an example of this is, uh, you know, uh, breast augmentation surgery, right? It was originally invented so that women with breast cancer, you know, after not just women, but survivors of breast cancer can still feel like themselves. You know, so if someone, if a woman or survives breast cancer, then they can get the augmentation surgery so that, you know, they they can feel more like women again. But what happened? You know what happened, Connor? Here's what happened. Some rich lady was like, A, they getting bigger boobs with just a little bit of surgery. I want bigger boobs. And then she turns to her her rich husband. I'm assuming that she turned to her rich husband. You know, I'm assuming he's the money maker because I am not a feminist. And you know, I'm not saying that women can't be the money makers. I'm, I'm just telling the story. My bad. I'm probably if anybody listens to this, I'm probably going to get a shit ton of emails or you know messages or protesters telling me about how I'm wrong and shit. And that's not what I need right now. It's not what I need right now. We're in the middle of a disease. You know, don't pay attention to 
the logistics of my stories, you know, but, uh, anyway, as I was saying, she turns and she, uh, she turns to her husband and she says, I want bigger boobs for no reason. Make it happen. And he's like, you know, he's like, yes, dear. He calls up doctor after doctor after doctor, throws all the money at them and says, make my wife's boobs bigger. And it, you know, it, it, and yet the, it, it went from there. It went from boob jobs to nose jobs to, to, to butt jobs, you know, to, to tummy tucks. I don't know if it was in that particular order, but, you know, all these things that were once there for medical issues, for medical reasons, are, it's, it's trivial now. It's trivial. People change the way they look because they feel like it. Anyway, but I digress back to my my human uh, evolution theory. I don't know if it's an evolution theory, but it's a it's a theory of the future of humanity. All right. So the number the the second session or the the second uh, the second the first group are your naturalists, people who are just all natural humans. The second group are the the, the cyborgs or the in betweeners, right? And you might be thinking, in between what? What's on the other side of the naturalist? What could humans, what else could humans possibly do in the future? And you know what? I will tell you what that is. What they will do is decide to live in the cloud. The cloud? What do you mean the cloud? What is the cloud? You know, it's hard. the cloud is hard to explain. It's like, I kind of know what it is. You know, you, you, your phone says, do you want to send this to the cloud? You say yes, and it beams it up somewhere. And then you can access that cloud and bring yourself back. Well, guess what? They're going to be doing that with human consciousness. Yes. They're, they're looking this stuff up right now. I wish I had a Jamie to pull up these articles to prove to you guys like what I'm saying. But you can look this up. You can Google this. All right. They're trying to figure out what consciousness is. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, Cotter just showed me a meme, and it says, "This is how Jene." Stop what? What? This is. It, it was hilarious. It's a little mean, but it was hilarious, and it was a meme. It's not like you made the meme; you just showed me the meme. Yeah, it was on Facebook, and you showed it to me, and you're here, and you showed it to me. So I'm going to tell them what it was. And then I'm going to get back to my theory. Kind of just showed me a meme. It says, this is how Janae, meaning Janae Eiko, writes her songs. And <laughs> the picture was a, a picture, the, a pencil. It was a picture of a pencil, like hot dog in between a, a, a woman's vagina, the vagina lips. The, uh, what are they called? This is bad. I should know what these things are called. The labia? Like the labia majora or the labia minor. I'm using uh, scientific terms here for no reason. The pencil was hot dogged in her pussy. That's what it was. It, you probably had to see it. I wish I could pull it up for you guys, but this is an audio only podcast for the moment. But I digress once again. The cloud. We are going to 
start uploading our consciousness into the cloud so that we can live like what, Connor? Sword Art Online. It's going to be Sword Art Online all day, every day. Wouldn't it? Wouldn't it be fun? Yeah. You know, except for the whole you die in a video game, you die in real life thing. You know, uh, it's... What if our that is true. If your consciousness is in a cloud, then you can die in real life, and you can li you would live in a video game forever. Assume, yeah, until until said technology decides to break down or whatever, you know, um, which would probably be a very long time. I, I can't imagine though, like have the servers for the consciousness upload be in some room somewhere that's easily accessible. Would they? Eh, you know, probably, probably not. Um, so that's it. Like the people are going to be uploading themselves to the cloud so they can live the life that they want to live in the digital world. Just like that episode of Black Mirror, San Junipero, one of my favorite episodes of Black Mirror. Actually, no, I think that is my favorite episode of Black Mirror. Does that make me a fanboy? I don't know, but I do know the name of the title of the episode. I don't know anybody who is uh, starring in it. I can't tell you any of these actors' names. They did a great job. I don't know. But that is our future. What else can I... I don't know. What else is happening, Connor? You know what? We've been watching anime. We, uh, Connor showed me JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. And I just finished the first season, which was parts one and two of the story, right? That was um, Joseph Joestar, and then it was Jonathan Joestar, right? Jonathan's first. Jonathan's first. Joseph. Then Joseph. Jotaro. We're watching Jotaro's story right now. That show is over the fucking top. Sometimes for no reason. It's not a bad thing. It's it's kind of like like I'm watching this thing and I'm thinking, wow, this thing is kind of like a meme of itself. Like it's an anime that is a meme of anime. And the manga is that it's a manga that's a meme of manga, right? So like Connor was telling me the story about how like the the story was originally written sometime in the eighties, right? It was written sometime in the eighties, and it kind of flew under the radar until, for some reason, two thousand and like what ten, twelve, two thousand twelve, and that make kind of makes sense because two thousand twelve is when meme culture started like building, right? That's when meme or was meme culture already established at that point. So it was just like being born. So that kind of that would kind of make sense. That the show is a meme of of it's a meme. It really is. I mean, look, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not trying to make fun of it. I appreciate it. The meme, I, th I think that memes are as another form of art. And so like, you know, it kind of make it kind of makes sense. Like, <clears throat> for example, like, uh, Joseph Joestar, okay. Joseph came second, right? Uh, right, Connor? Jo okay. Uh, Joseph came second, right? So Joseph is, he, he, he picks a fight with these immortals and like 
he beats the like the first immortal is like you can't beat me i'm immortal and then jojo and then excuse me jojo joseph joestar is like uh yes i can but he's totally bluffing and then he finds a way to defeat him all right so he goes up against the second immortal and the immortal says ha 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 i'm immortal and guess what joseph beats him joseph's like i just beat the first guy what makes you think i can't beat you he's like because i'm immortal and that was pretty much it joseph beat joseph beats him same with the third immortal ha 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 you can't beat me i'm immortal i have all this experience over you blah blah whatever joseph beats him that's hilarious that's freaking hilarious like the they're just like Ooh, ha ha, I'm evil just to be evil. Like, these guys have no reason to do the things that they do whatsoever. And yet they decide to do it because they're evil. And, I mean, that's pretty much an anime bad guy, isn't it? That's their everyday anime bad guy. Except these guys are over the top with it. I don't think I explained it well. Listen, if you haven't seen JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, watch it. If you haven't seen it, just watch it. If you've seen it and you think that you can give it a better review than I can, which you probably could because that was a pretty shitty review of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, even though I'm saying watch it, just just watch it. You know, it's good. Um, yeah, just let me know. Hit me up. Tell me if you if you can do a better review of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, record your review, send it to me, and and I'll play it. I will. You know, this is going to be, could be interesting. All 11 of you. My analytics says that I have an estimated account of 11 listeners. So all 11 of you, if any of you have seen JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, record a review and send it to me. Why the fuck not? And I will play it. Because you probably can write a better review than I can. Uh, Connor also showed me Charlotte. And Charlotte's kind of cool. At first, I thought Charlotte was going to be like a proto My Hero Academia. But then, like, halfway through the series, and it's only 13 episodes, halfway through the series, like, the, it just takes a dark turn. And the main character starts doing stuff that, well, okay, he wasn't, the, the main character wasn't the most, uh, he wasn't the brightest example he wasn't the shiniest example of a human being. One of the first things we see him do is uh, essentially um, try to get a girl to uh, almost run over so he can push her out the way in order to take her on a date. I mean, come on, that's pretty sinister, right? That's pretty sneaky. We watched this character like uh, pretty much progress from being this degenerate to almost being a hero type figure but then tragedy strikes. He loses something that's important to him. Some, yeah, something that's important to him. Just keep it vague. Keep it vague. And uh, he goes nuts. He really does. Um, he's grieving this loss. As anybody with his abilities would. Um... I didn't really go into detail on how the show works. Basically, these kids are born. Uh, basically, there are kids who get 
powers while they're going through puberty. And uh, his the main character's power was... Like, the thing is, these powers aren't complete. So... The girl can turn invisible, but only from the perspective of one person. Um, the guy can possess, the one character can possess, the main character can possess other people, but only for five seconds at a time. And he leaves his body completely vulnerable. Uh, the one dude is a speedster, but he can't stop. Oh, it's teleportation. Okay, look. All right. I have a gripe with that. Because it's not teleportation, it's super speed. If it was teleportation, he would blink from one place to another. If it was actual teleportation, he would disappear and then reappear. Uh, kind of like how they tried to say that instant transmission was teleportation. You remember this? And Piccolo was like, you're not teleporting. It's just super speed. You know? That's basically, yeah, yeah. But he can't stop. Like, he's a speedster. They call it teleportation, yes. I'll give you that. They do call it teleportation. It's super speed, but he can't stop. So, like, he'll just, they'll make him run. <laughs> they'll tell him to run. But then, like, the next time you see him, his face will be all fucked up because he ran into a wall. You know, like that kind of thing. Um, so, it's fairly comedic, and it seems like it would be lighthearted. There's a cute character in the show, and it's everything just kind of goes along with it and then bam out of nowhere just like this just just like you know the snap of the finger i'm just fucking with connor he's here so i'm just fucking with him but yeah like you know we we it, it just turns and like i'm on the second half of the season of charlotte so i haven't finished it yet but i will pretty soon and it's pretty good. It's pretty good so far. Yeah. And I, and I like, no, I'm going to compare this to something. I'm going to compare it to Angel Beats. Because, like, yes, you can. Because they were made by the same creator. Don't give me apples or oranges. Listen, Angel Beats was cool at first, but the second half of it was very messy. I think it had, it might have had too many characters in it. Um, but it seemed like they were building up to something with Angel Beats, and then it turned into like a slice of life in heaven. <clears throat> you know what I mean? Yeah. That's and I, I didn't I didn't appreciate that too much. It went from being this possible action anime to like, oh, now we're just a bunch of kids. We're all dead. And I guess that was a twist of it. I guess that was a twist of it. But it didn't work as well as Angel Beats in Angel Beats as it seems to be here. But the Angel Beats intro. Probably one of the best intros in anime of all time. What would you say? Top five? Top ten? The Angel Beats OP? Today? Okay, so that's like top 20 anime intros of our time. Which is, you know, which is good because there's a lot of anime out there. And when you're competing against like the likes of Naruto and, uh, you know, Erased. And uh, I don't know, Erased is one of the best ones for me. Um, the the One Punch Man intro, no, the Mob Cycle One Hundred intros. Come on, those are pretty fucking cool. <gasps> oh my god, Connor just told me that he's never seen Mob Cycle One Hundred. Oh my, 
You need to watch it. I'm going to put it on tonight. Yeah, we should watch the first episode of that tonight. Uh, and then, um, so Connor showed me JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, and he showed me Charlotte, both good shows. And I showed I showed Connor Konosuba. And I'm pretty sure Connor liked it. But uh, he made it through half of the first season and just decided, we're just going to watch Charlotte now. <laughs> um, you know, which is cool. I've seen it before. But Konosuba, I think, is really good. It's really funny. It's um, pretty lighthearted. And yeah it, yeah, it does what it's supposed to do. It makes you laugh. Uh, it kind of takes the, how do I put this? It takes these anime waifu archetypes and it makes them not sexy, but sexy at the same time. They're goofy. They're goofy. Like you have the knight archetype, you have the wizard a superstar smart wizard and then you have the, like the, the goddess archetype and you know fuck it they're not even archetypes one's a knight one's a wizard and one's a goddess the goddess is pretty useless she doesn't know anything she doesn't have any powers she only knows healing magic her offensive attacks don't really work the knight has really high defense but she cannot hit anything with her sword if she tried and the, the, the wizard, the, the dark magician, <laughs> dark magician, Yu-Gi-Oh, the dark wizard, uh, she can only use explosion magic, which is very powerful magic, yes, but because it is so far above her level, the magic that she's using, she can only use it once a day, or she, after which she uh, collapses from exhaustion. Um, and it's funny, I know in the main character, Kazuma, he's the one that's dealing with it all. And so he's kind of the one that you connect with. You hear his thoughts. And so you kind of see how he's reacting to all of this. And it's pretty funny. It's pretty funny to me. <clears throat> I think Connor was watching like, yo, what the hell am I watching? What is this shit? <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> um, and, you know, I, but, you know, that's pretty much it. You know, I've just been chilling, watching anime. Um checking up on cyborg news, uh, surviving Corona, surviving COVID. Not that I've been sick. I have not been sick, but you know, just surviving the lockdown in general. And, uh, yeah, just doing stuff for you guys, the audience, the proletariat. Um, let me just check the time here. I've been all right. You know, I think I'm going to end it here. Um, been recording for just over half an hour. Um, do I have any announcements? Yeah, I'm just going to keep recording, finding people to talk to. Um, do I have anything to plug? The podcast itself, which you're already listening to, so there's no reason to plug it. Everybody screwed up. Uh, I think I have some other stuff coming down the pipeline pretty fucking soon. And uh, just got to make sure those people are on board with it. And uh, yeah. But for now, this is Miles Tells, and this has been Everybody Screwed Up. And always remember, kids, if everybody's screwed up, nobody is. Have a good night.